Welcome to a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. A special episode for you today. I'll be joined by Warriors assistant coach Bruce Frazier to discuss his work with Steph Curry and just how it is that Steph is somehow better now than he was even in his unanimous MVP season in 2016. Uh, Bruce Frazier, for those of you who don't know, he is a Warriors assistant coach. Uh, He is the man that you see rebounding for and working with Steph Curry during Steph's pregame warm-ups and shooting routines. He is as close to Steph as anybody. He has witnessed Steph's emergence and his greatness and, and what it is that he is doing now closer than anybody else has. And so he was the perfect guest to have on to talk about Steph um, and what he is doing this season. So uh, I think you'll enjoy this. Apologies in advance for the sound quality. This was just recorded right over the phone. I literally just held my iPhone up to my microphone. So uh, not the best of audio quality, but the content, you'll enjoy the content for sure. Remember that this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off on your next order. All right, without further ado, uh, my conversation with Bruce Frazier. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know uh, he had a little bit of a cold night in Washington, but um, you know, overall when you look at the numbers, still staggering, even compared to what we're used to seeing from him. Uh, what's been your takeaway watching him, you know, this month and then and maybe even overall this year? Well, the takeaway is, you know, amazing what he's done recently. Not surprising, you know, just he's that good. And it's, it's proof recently that he is, you know, people's. He's been questioned, not in a bad way, but, you know, all these guys have their flaws or people, you know, say, like, is he really this good? But he's really this good, and he's sort of proving it now. So that's part of the takeaway is he is as good as this is who he is. This is uh, what we're seeing now, and he's he's probably in the prime of his career. That, that might be obvious, mm-hmm. but, you know, some, there's been – questions about at what age is Steph Curry his best so I'm not I'm not trying to go into that for you but he you know right now this window whatever this is till whenever this is his magic window of maturity tenure in the league which is a little of both Uh, the work he's put in the way he's kept his body you know he works a lot on his on that side of it, you know, it's not just his shooting, but he works a lot at keeping his body healthy and uh, physically ready and all those things. So I think he's in that, ma- he's in that magic uh, tenure where you're starting to see the, these results and they're not surprising. Um, I remember talking with you last year a couple times about the broken hand and it just feels like nobody talks about it anymore is it even a conversation between you guys is it even an issue anymore at this point it hasn't ever even come up it's funny you say because I've, I've forgotten about it <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's never come up um, 
Usually, you know, he gets, like like all guys, and especially this year with so many games, like just on top of each other, it seems like we're, we're seeing a lot of injuries. I'm not, you know, you could correlate it to the workload kind of or the amount of game, but we're seeing a lot of guys banged up stuff was one of them, and, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes in weird ways, like, you know, he hit that step in Houston and hurt his back. That was pretty it was pretty sore, you know, mm-hmm. I, as far as the significance of the injury, it wasn't like a, a major injury, but it was major enough that it held him out and took, took, and you could say took some wind out of his sails or you would think it would. And he was, he was diligent about his rehab and came back from that pretty quickly. Like I thought it would take him some games to get back up to speed. He got back up to speed pretty quickly. So, I would say that kind of you talked about this, his hand. There's always nagging uh, injuries in this league with everyone. What, mm-hmm. You just get you get banged up a little bit. There's can be can, can be serious, can not be. But there's always something that these guys aren't always playing at 100 percent, and they just and Steph is really really good at playing through, you know, some of that pain and without without jeopardizing his future so you know our, our, our training staff careful with him I'm going down another road for you careful about how you know his workload a little bit but he the hand has not even been remotely mentioned so that's not he's he's come away really really good with that um and and just to sort of zoom out again he's one of these players who just seems to add something every off season. Um, what have you seen uh, in that regard over his career over the last few years? And, and what do you think he's added this year that stands out? That's a good question. I mean, physically he's added strength. Mm-hmm. So he worked out with, uh, with one of our performance guys, Carl Bergstrom, called Bergie, but he was with Bergie quite a bit this summer and added muscle and strength. Not a crazy amount of muscle, but just, you know, he he was diligent about his work with that. That I can see the difference this year and he's a little more sturdy. Um, and um, I think he's just matured. You know, he's matured mentally. I see the difference with him now with that. You know, he's, it, I don't know if, I don't, I wouldn't say that happened over the summer, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden stuff matured, but I think he's just in a, in a good place in his life, family. Um, and, you know, he loves living in the Bay, like he loves our, the team, the organization, like all these things. He's in a good place. And, and for that, you know, mentally with the game, he's been in the game long enough tenure-wise that an experience experience that he's he's seeing it all better now so you know he's matured in in his approach in in every way i'm kind of being long-winded or not really letting i don't know how to articulate this well but i feel like there's you know he has he has wisdom now like he's he had knowledge before uh with all this and was growing but i feel like he's wise wiser so he's got he's got an element of wisdom that you're starting to see last night 
I'm contradicting myself because we didn't see that, but I think he was just really worn down from the trip. Yeah. Probably not a great excuse, but he just wasn't his best last night. He is human, um, but I think overall he's seen so many different coverages this year alone. In the past, I think those would have thrown him off. Hmm. This year, he hasn't bothered him much. You know, he's he's navigated all those defensive schemes very well. Um, and even to the numbers, you know, the numbers sort of prove it. It's not like these teams are bad defensively that he's doing this against or the matchups. I mean, he often sees the other team's best defender no matter what the position he plays. Right. So he could. So, you know, I know I'm bragging about Steph's accomplishments within this, but he's, he's seen the best of the best, and he's seen two or three of them at times. So I, I would say his maturity and his, uh, his wisdom has allowed him um, to play through you know, these, this, these roadmaps of navigating defensive schemes, um, navigating the toll of this season, you know, playing with different combinations, different players based on you know, circumstances, that being injury, COVID, you know, all sorts of things. So we've, we've had different lineups out there. Steph's been out. You know, it's just a different year. You know that. So he's, he's been really good. Um, none, of that, none of that stuff bothers him. And then, so I would oh. say that's the one thing I've seen along with the physical development. Support for today's episode comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on a keto or other low-carb diet. They have nine different flavors available now, and they just brought back Coconut Brownie Chunk for a limited time, and they're always creating and releasing new, exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, usually in the late afternoon between lunch and dinner, and it's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up work. Like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. So support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And if, it, it's kind of with the mental stuff that you're talking about, the fact that he's seen all these defenses. It just sort of feels like he's got a counter to everything that he's seeing now. And, um, you know, he's got an ability to sort of escape or create space when, you know, there's a double or a triple team or a box and one or whatever kind of defense it is that he's looking at. Uh, what what do you think is the key to that uh, in his ability to sort of create that space? Like, what do you guys practice? Like, what is what goes into that? Some of it's, some of it's you know, a, like sort of scheming strategically. Yeah. So he knows, like, if this happens, he's going to do this. Um, and some of it, honestly, is just stuff being stuff on the fly, recognizing where his opportunity is. It's not stuff that we honestly really work on. Uh, we we kind of we kind of I guess do dummy or work on some of the uh, skills that some of the some of the, we do work on some of the shots that he'll get out of of these things. So I guess I'd be lying, but I I also don't want to take credit, and I'm not saying you're in in saying that like oh I'm devising drills that you know make him. <laughs> he, we 
guess we we collaboratively mm-hmm. work on drills that we know that you know if someone handles a ball screen a certain way he's going to do something else and get a shot out of that so if a defender happens to go under the screen then I, you know he's going to get a re a re-screen or he's going to hit the post and get a hand back you know so we work on sort of all these things that he'll see in games um but i i think a lot of the credit really goes to just he he recognizing things and his skill level um the work is important but he works on he works on these skills all the time regardless of what he might see um, so pretty pretty incredible do you think he's better now than he was even in the unanimous MVP season 2016? I think it's it's a fair argument. You know, everything was so new back then and stuff was defying the odds of the game with his range and you know, it was so it was so crazy that someone like this would that size and stature would take a game by storm like he did back then. So I think the freshness and the excitement of all that was, you know, mind-boggling. We haven't seen sort of the next, the 2.0 of that until this year. And I would say this is the, the better version of that. <laughs> so I guess I'm saying he is better now, you know, than he was then. He's certainly more mature um, and his numbers, I haven't compared the numbers you probably have, so I'm guessing the numbers are equal or better, maybe yeah. crazy better. I don't, I don't know, but, and you can't always judge everything by the numbers, you know, but I would say that just his, his mental approach alone to what he's seeing nightly and to still honoring the game, you know, he loves the game, so he plays for the love of the game, uh, sounding too sappy it's not it's not fake it's not like you know he doesn't come out every night you know for that you know sort mm-hmm. of to play his best he plays to win he's always going to show up and you know so I think he's unique in that regard that he he loves this game hates to be out and I could tell this summer without, I'm kind of changing subjects. I'm just thinking I could tell this summer that he was chasing greatness. Hmm. Uh, he didn't say it out loud, but I could see through his work ethic in the workouts and the amount of time he was putting into the craft of it. Time meaning the weight lifting, the body work, you know, with our performance staff, um, the extra shots, you know, even late at night sometimes all in between spending time with the family. I could I could see, and I told some friends and just people in the business, I said, this guy's chasing greatness. And you're seeing the results of that now through not just the summer work, but through his work, you know, through his through the span of all this. It's, it's all accumulative. It's not like you just all of a sudden work, you know, one summer really hard and you're this good, but he didn't take the summer off. Yeah. So I know that, you know, he, since we weren't involved in the bubble, he wanted to mimic 
what was going on in the bubble with his own workouts. And and and, and in saying that, I mean, if if they were going to be playing from, you know, I can't remember the month, from this month to this month, Steph wanted to be playing in a pseudo way at the same time. He didn't want gotcha. like he wanted to match what was going on, still getting his rest. So you know, he'd go four weeks on, a couple weeks off, and then same thing four weeks on. So it wasn't wasn't entirely matched up to exactly what was happening. But he didn't he didn't take that time and just say I'm gonna get started right before training camp. Right. He was he was really going the summer. He wanted to be working when everybody else was working, basically, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. When his yeah. competition was working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned the numbers there a little bit and, and some of the numbers that stand out this year versus, like, five years ago. It's, you know, he's doubled his amount of step-back jumpers. He's taking more three-pointers than he ever has, taking more free throws than he ever has. But really kind of what stands out is not, like, you know – a jump in any sort of percentage. It's just it's just sort of consistencies. It's it's these these career long streaks or career best uh, streaks. So it kind of again it kind of goes back to like consistency and like general body of work stuff. So I say that and then and and I'm gonna kind of ask you a different oh sorry for that. I'm gonna ask you a different sort of question. Um, is there anything that you've seen recently that is more of an instance that 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 he's done that maybe you thought in the moment, yeah, he wouldn't have done that four or five, six years ago. That that's that's Steph two point <laughs> Um I mean he's always made these incredible shots. So I can't say it's like the incredible shot making. The volume of the incredible has gone up. Mm-hmm. That's you know, part of the 2.0. Like you said, the numbers, there's more. The volume is higher. Um, I, you know, the consistency, not only night to night, but throughout the game. I feel like in the past, he was, he's always been an electrifying player, sort of a knockout prize fighter at times when he could turn the game with three or four threes in a row. Um, but there was he was more it was more spurty. That still exists with him, but I think what I see now is his ability to do that is is consistent throughout the game. It's not always just a, a quick run and the other team's done or he's done. It, there's, a, there's there's more there's more of a consistency to what he's been doing lately than he, he had in, the, in that you know in those early years. Hmm. Um, and I think the 2.0 also, if I didn't already say this or you didn't, is that it, he's doing it against crazy defensive schemes. I don't think he would have been able to do this in the past. Right. I think the schemes and what he's seeing is, are, are crazy with the amount of attention he's drawing. And that would have been difficult for him early in his career. Support for today's episode comes from Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And I know you guys work on everything, including like how he comes off of screens and stuff like that. And I was looking up some stats, and Kevon Looney leads the team um, in screen assists, and most of them come with Steph kind of coming off of those screens. What do you What do you think is the key for uh, the Warriors' big men in in screening for Steph? Because I, I can only ima- I would imagine it's a, it's a little bit different just because of how he moves and how much he moves. Yeah. Well. Part of that is the actual skill of screening. Like, it's a skill. And Loon, Looney's really, really good at it. So is Draymond. You know, Zaza was good back in the day. David West, uh, Bogut. Um, and our young guys, you know, are learning to get better with it. So part of it, part of what you're saying is the actual skill. Like, how does this... And then part of it is them knowing Steph and sort of intuitively knowing what he's going to do at certain times. So there's... There's an element of of experience and tenure that they've spent with Steph, and and a, and a sort of basketball IQ understanding of this is what is going to happen, and they see it before it does, and then it, it works out. You know, if you're ahead of the defense on it, for the younger guys, sometimes that's hard to see, or new guys, they don't even have to be young, but new to our team. Those patterns are hard to recognize at times, especially when you've played a different way somewhere else or you're not used to what Steph does. So that's been an acclimation for for not only our big guys, but for the whole team. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing some of the results of, of these guys getting used to that now with our recent wins. Um, it's not solely because of that, but uh, Looney is, a, is an incredible screen setter and looks to get stuff open more than most. Draymond's numbers would probably be higher in that regard too, but he uh, play makes a little bit more now, so he almost plays that point forward where he has the ball in his hand, so his assist numbers would actually be directly, would be would not be screen assist, would be with would be assist, where Looney is usually screening more. They're both really good playmakers and both really good at screening, so Steph uh, and those those two work off each other really well. And it kind of seems like James uh, Wiseman was getting better at that too. It kind of found, it felt like they were kind of him and Steph were establishing a little bit of a rhythm before the injury. Did you see that? Yeah, Wiseman was getting a lot better at it. Yeah, that was the kind of crusher with losing him. Is he was just starting to figure some of that out, and there was a cohesiveness between those two, um, not only in the ball screens, but you know away from the ball where Wiseman was setting kind of pins and getting stuff open. Hmm. So he'll be able to pick up, you know, Wiseman will be back, and all that knowledge is not going to go away. Some of the timing of it and the recognition of those old patterns and new patterns will have to, you know, he'll have to reacquaint with those, but it, it was valuable to have had all that experience, you know, before he got hurt. And then talking with the players after some of these games on the road trip and stuff, there does seem to be a little bit more of a air of confidence internally. Do you do you guys are you guys feeling like maybe that 
road trip was a little bit of a, a, a turning point or a breakthrough or sort of whatever word we want to use? Yeah, I think we, we gained confidence on the trip. We were also pretty worn out. Mm-hmm. So, and we, you know, both losses, we felt like we could have won those games, but that Celtic game was hard fought, a real battle, almost like playoff, playoff, playoff atmosphere. Uh, but it was good for, you know, some of our guys to feel that level of intensity. Boston plays really hard and they're really talented, so it was a great game. Washington, we ran out of steam a little bit, but I'd say in general, um, we've gained confidence over the last couple weeks and we're playing much better. So this this tomorrow night will be a tough one because Denver's really good and you fly, you know, it's, it's almost like you're still on that extended road trip. I don't know how soon you'll put, you know. It's one thing to fly from Boston to D.C. or, you know, some of those shorter flights. D.C., I can't remember, but Philly, yeah. you know, Boston to Philly, Philly to D.C. These are, and then you have a day in between games and you play the next, so there's the travel's not it. This this is a six hour flight across the country with one day in between. <laughs> so yeah. You're kind of still on. It's pretty crazy, but it's part of the NBA. So Boston had to do it with us uh, when we played them. They had to fly all the way home. They were really good. So I'm not saying that. It's just it's just these are these are the tough parts of of the league and the travel at times where you're you know you fly six hours to play a game within in one day. It's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, well, those were all the questions I had. I really appreciate the time here. Love it. Right. Sorry, I'm so sappy about Steph. He's hard. To, <laughs> he's hard to hard to say anything bad about. No, no problem at all. You always help make the story. I appreciate it. All right. Well, all right. Have a great one. Anything else? Okay. We'll do. All righty. All right. See you. See you. Bye. That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe this weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday for a recap of tonight's game against Denver and some takeaways from the first game in front of fans at Chase Center.